0: What's up everybody? Another episode of Breaking It Down from the This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast series with yours truly Chad Belding and my main man Alex Aldo Crosby with his beard. What's up? What's happening?
1: What's, what's the, the uh What's the uh intro song every time that uh you know, like when you when you start to think about, like we were just talking about Ricky Henderson, Goose Hunting. What's the song you're playing in your truck this season? You, you you tend to, at least in the past, have always had kind of like a song you want to hear out in the field. What's it been this year? Like when I'm driving, traveling? Yeah, like you're just starting to get out there. You got one more Dude, song to so, listen to. Get yourself pumped up. It's so funny that you asked me this because I've been listening to three songs like
0: every day i got on this kick in wisconsin when i got there hunting and i had my deemer boxes out in which we're going to talk about deemer box but you want to know what they are i'll name all three i can name them without even looking they're all off of Rock of Ages, Def Leppard's album from like 82 or 83, Photograph, Foolin', and Rock of Ages. When he goes, Oopening, Liebden, Rockman, Rollin'.
1: All right. So you're, Gonna on, the, you're a, on an 80s dude, hairband. Not just an right 80s. Now. No, I don't consider just, Def Leppard a hairband. Not, not hairband. They band, were rock.
0: They were, before they jumped the shark with Pour Some Sugar on Me and all that, the wax, sh- there was some, they jumped the shark. But at one time, those guys freaking rocked. It was probably pre-One Arm Drummer with Rick Allen. It was probably before he got that car accident lost his arm. But that song, Foolin' and in Photograph, yeah. and that whole album, that was my one of my first albums I ever got, was Metal Health, Quiet Riot, Def Leppard, Pyromania. Those were some... Ozzy Osbourne was in there, but those were some of my first experiences with rock and roll music. Ozzy's not a hair, a hair band. No. Def Leppard's not a hair band. Dio's not a hair band. Poison and Warrant, those are hair bands. Those were the guys, and I'm not saying that Guns N' Roses and these guys didn't have big hair, but you're never going to persuade me that Axl Rose was, was like Brent Michaels. Axl Rose was freaking dangerous, dude. But anyway, I don't know why you asked because when I hear, go listen to those three songs on your way home. No, I will.
1: f f I was just thinking like maybe the intro music to these shows is, because I, it's. I know that about you, so maybe that's what these should be right now. You know, if but I don't know if we would be able to. I didn't know you were going to say Def Leppard. Well,
0: I mean, I you know Brent Cobb is the one that we have for breaking it down on morning's going to come, which is a huge theme to my life. You know, we talk about how uh-huh. everything is here today, gone tomorrow. Enjoy it because morning's going to come. But um, yeah, I, I I listen to so much today in my workout. I listen to nothing but Eminem. Really. Oh, yeah. Get you going? From his old stuff? Oh, my God. He's got so many fire-up songs, dude. Like, lights me up. So I, I, I'll i get into Eminem and just rock, you know, just work out like crazy. But then I'll put on Slipknot, or I like yeah. Stone Sour. I love Pantera. I like Luciano Pavarotti and Andrea Bocelli a lot of times. I like Pure Prairie League and Vince Gill. You know, I like freaking James Taylor once in a while. I mean, there's there's so much that music does to me when I hear it. Like when you hear Mexico by James Taylor, I want to be in Mexico. Like yeah. that's what music does to me. Kenny Chesney does that to me in some of his beach songs, you know. But as a whole right yeah. now. Like I got on a Chris Knight kick uh, this time last year. I was re- thinking about this. The other, every time I got in my truck, I'd put on Rural Route and freaking an entire line of Chris Knight songs. It ain't easy being me. Um, Rural Route and, and down the river, all of them, and I just got on this kick of like, man, this is the the zone I'm in right now. But when I was in Wisconsin, then Illinois, then Missouri, then I went to California for three days, then I went to Vegas for three days, even getting ready in Vegas for the NFR and putting on my resist all hat, I was not listening to George Strait or Cody Johnson. I
1: was listening to freaking Def Leppard just because it's, it's like hits me right now. It I don't just, mean to go off on another tangent, but I got to ask, was, was that a custom hat that that dude made you with that steam thing or were you just filming and he, do something He else? took
0: my hat and cut it up and ah. formed it and steamed it and made it fit my head like a, a badass. But I am getting a custom one made because I got teased. They said that one of mine, in Wisconsin, Bubba was telling me that it was too high on my head. Like Bubba's a cowboy, but he looks pretty good in a cowboy hat. Yeah. This episode of Breaking It Down is brought to you. We got some cool sponsors. We got some cool partners that are part of our family. We drive trucks a lot. We drive Fords from Corning Ford. We truly do. I believe in Corning Ford. I believe in what Paul and Francis are building there. I believe in what Benny built there. I believe in their customer service and their selection and how they support the blue collar, the worker, the farmer, the rancher, the hunter, the fisher, the conservationist, the provider. They are the largest super duty truck selling dealership for Ford trucks if not in America, on the West Coast, for sure. 1,200, 1,600 Super Duties on the lot of time. Now, of course, with raw materials, that's not the case this year. But you can still get your Super Duty or your F-150 Eco Boost from Corning Ford and call them up. Ask for Francis. Go to work on ordering it. That's what I got to tell you. You have to order your truck right now. You have to go online and place your order and pick out all of your upgrades because you're not going to go onto a lot right now anywhere in America and find the truck you want. It's almost impossible. I mean, they're paying huge money just to buy trucks back and then selling them for above above retail, above sticker on the lot. But Corning Ford is going to treat you fair. They're going to greet you with a smile. You're going to become part of the Corning Ford family in a hurry. That's why we believe in them. I truly believe in how they treat their customer. Their service department is awesome. They're on it. They do not cut corners. There's nothing there that ever tells me that I'm trying to get one pulled over on me. Nothing from the whole experience of buying to service to trade-ins to buying again. It's Corning Ford for us. And the reason I bring up Corning Ford is because I was looking at our trucks today and the bumpers on them. Talk to me about the bumpers on these trucks. The the grill guard bumpers, the regular style bumpers, the rear bumpers that bodyguard bumpers in Paris, Texas is building. Bro, I'm telling you, I am we're going down highways, freeways, dirt roads, gravel roads. We there's a chance you're hitting deer, there's a chance of anything happening. These are protecting our automobiles, they're protecting our trucks, they're protecting our friends and family as we travel America's roads, systems, highways, byways, dirt roads, you name it, we're being protected by them, but they look so good. And what I love about what Grant and Kelly and the whole Malakot family's doing at Bodyguard Bumpers is that they're building them out of necessity of what we need. And new trucks coming out, they're right there. They get their engineers on it and they're like, how can we make this perfect with this new lighting system, this new grill system, the radiator, the coolant, everything, it's protecting that, but it looks good. Yep. You have seen all of our bodyguard bumpers. You have bodyguard bumpers. Are they badass or what? They're the best. Like in so many ways,
1: right? I like that you don't have to give up, you know, your sensors and steps and all that stuff. You know, that's the, like you said, their engineers, not only do they figure out how to mount them back up, but they they let you keep all that, you know, tech that's in trucks now. You know, all your backup, you know, cameras and lights and sensors, your front sensors, they're all still there. You can add lights. You know, they put steps in the bumpers so you can get in the back of your truck easier. They're legit. And the light bars that you're talking
0: about, rigid lights and rigid industries, obviously, they're another partner of ours. The, the way that you can wire them in and use your switches inside the truck to light it up. Like I make these videos of like, how safe is this when you're going down a road and you're, obviously you're taking, making sure that you're not shining these light bars, these LEDs into the, the oncoming headlights or the cars or trucks approaching you. But as far as seeing game or seeing something on the road, dirt road sure. freeway, like
1: I said, it's, it's night and day difference. Nevada's open range everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing scarier than coming up on a black cow at 70 miles an hour, you know, Especially in the winter time, when they lay in the road out there up north, where we go it's the, hunting and stuff to see
0: deer and antelope and jump. Oh, yeah. I mean, we hit two deer in one morning in South Dakota going on a duck hunt because it got so cold. We were just going forty five miles an hour down the road, and the 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 cold weather had them down in these ditches, staying and huddled up in all these you know big, big you know big bushes and trying to get out of the cold and the wind, getting down in those ditches and getting out of the cold. And they they must have been able to feel that vibration of a truck coming, and they jump out jump at the out last right second, in front of you. and boom, that could hurt you. Or could really demolish your damage your truck. It's gonna happen. There's so many white-tailed deer oh, yeah. in the country, dude. People are hitting them left and right. Coyotes, they're hitting I mean, they're get, animals get killed on roads. It's no secret. Oh yeah. But bodyguard bumpers mixed with those rigid industries, LED lights. I'm telling you, bro, I feel safe when I'm traveling. And we travel. Have you ever do you have any other friends that travel as much as we do?
1: Nobody travels as much as you do.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, by road. I mean, I know there's long haulers out there and big well, ones. But we do travel a lot chasing our hunting dreams, our culinary dreams now because of the provider. But thank you, Bodyguard Bumpers. Today's episode is also brought to you by Deemer Box. This is another thing that is so easy to talk about because we started this off about music. And the Def Leppard songs I was listening to in all these places, we have our Deemer Boxes out in. I don't, I don't run my truck you know, and have it idling. It's not good to idle a, a diesel truck. It's not. Okay, I'm not going to turn it off and then just use the battery up on music playing or the lights on the trailer. We have a bunch of different ways to run our LED lights off of generators, off of supplemental power. And then we have these Deemer boxes with two speakers on the DB2 and two, one on the DB1. You've seen them built into the Pelican cases. The sound, the bass, the treble, everything that you get out of these are badass, and you can listen to Photograph or fooling or Rock of Ages or any song <laughs> while you're setting up the decoys. Then I had it on my countertop getting ready with for the NFR, listening to Def Leppard again. Like, I love freaking Deemer boxes.
1: They're legit. I, I've been listening to mine when I was pulling out all the Christmas decorations and all that. Had it ripping in the garage, and then when I was up on the roof, I had it, you know, out in the driveway, pointed back up. I'm Christmas sure that, music? I was not listening to Christmas music, but... But you are now. I mean, you I am now. I mean, I've been listening to some Christmas music. But when I'm
0: getting ready to put lights up, dude, I'm gonna listen. I'm probably gonna be listening to some Hank Jr. Something that's gonna keep me fired up, but not get me too fired up, where I'm gonna take a bad step and fall and off. Not, the road. you don't want
1: to piss off the neighbors. Either. Unless
0: I had one of those ladders that Clark Griswold had, and you could just <laughs> let it slide down on its own.
1: <laughs>
0: but Demerbox, man, D E M E R, part of the Zach Brown collaborative. It is a badass product, waterproof. waterproof when you put your plug in, sealed, 50 hours of go time on one battery charge. You can put your USB in there and charge your iPhone on there. You can put your pistol in there, your wallet, your hunting licenses, your fishing licenses. Pull it behind your float tube while you're casting a line, floating on a reservoir or a river or a lake, in the boats, just out on an inner tube when you're just chilling with your buddies on a Sunday in Therapy Cove. You got your tunes rolling, dude two cold beers in there with ice it doesn't matter what you put in there they're badass and the music is bomb so check them out deemerbox.com and last but not least we're going to talk about the first annual jack links cup again february 15th through 20th 2022 hosted and presented by quail creek sporting ranch One hundred and fifty thousand dollars in total prize money guaranteed you can register online right now for the first annual jack links cup at the heritage place we call quail creek sporting ranch in okeechobee florida right now register online at www.scorechaser.com www.scorechaser.com i mean talk about badass dude jack links right up in your grill in the shooting sports come on crosby supporting the american hunter and the american outdoorsman the america second amendment supporter and shooter the first annual jack links cup in okeechobee florida you want to go
1: shoot in it yeah, are you going to post that flyer to your social media? Um, I'm going to have to, right? Well, I think, yeah. I would. How how great are the snacks going to be at that thing? Oh my gosh, the Cold <laughs> Craft. <laughs> I mean, everything. every station you're going to have a cheese stick, yeah. like,
0: and a piece of jerky or a piece of beef. I love the. I love all Jack Links, dude. I, I think they're so innovative. Um, I want to go shooting this, but I would get my ass kicked. I think I'm a good shooter, but my problem in sporting clays is I'm too impatient. I get up there and I just, I just. Pull, pull. I don't take time and see one. I don't, I just use my instincts because in hunting and sporting clay shooting, it's totally different. Right. You tell me till you're blue in the face. It's going to be the same. No, it's not. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be qualified to be a a duck shooter or a quail shooter or a pheasant shooter off of becoming a very proficient sporting clay or five standard trap or skeet. I don't want to get sideways on that. I'm just saying that hunting is more instinctual to me. And I'm not saying that sporting clays, again, cannot become instinctual. But I just, I'm up there and I'm just, pull and i shoot I, i'm not one of those guys that's going to run it into the 90s you literally have to re- shoot that course non-stop to get that good it's like golf you can't just go out and do it you got to be consistently doing that with your form your technique your mechanics your vision your leads all of that stuff goes into Stance, it where ducks, is of more, it ducks is more like get them boom yeah Boom, boom. And you're just like, it becomes so much more instinctual to me. Your stance, your grip, your way you hold your gun, the way you squeeze your trigger, your breathing. There's a lot that goes into being an exceptional sporting clays gunner. And Jack Lynx is supporting it. And I freaking love him for it. The first annual Jack Lynx Cup, February 15th through 20th, 2022. $150,000 in total prize money is guaranteed. You're going to be at the Quail Creek Sporting Ranch in Okeechobee, Florida. You can register online again right now at www.scorechaser.com. That's S-C-O-R-E-C-H-A-S-E-R, scorechaser.com. Get registered for the first annual Jack Links Cup. I am so fired up to be a part of it. Thank you, Jack Links, for everything that you do for us. Today's episode of Breaking It Down, you got one for me? You got one for me? A what? Topic? Breaking it down. I got one. You got one you got a topic. Yeah, I got kind of a topic. We I talked about Ricky Henderson a little bit last time. But how cool is this deal going to be with the one and only George Brett? We're talking oh, athletics yeah. here, right? We're talking athletics on this episode of Breaking It Down. Do they still play ball like they did in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when you watch them? Today? I don't know if they really do. I'm not saying that there aren't some go-getters out there. But is there really a Pete Rose out there? Does Mike Trout really give it up? Mike Trout's a stud, and he's one of the best baseball players of all time already. But do they really do what Ricky Henderson did and, and Pete Rose? Do they really get after it like Don Mattingly did? Do they really do what George Brett did and lose his shit over the pine targets that didn't come out when he knows that umpire would have whipped his ass, but he still went berserk anyway yep. with nope. Gaylord Perry trying to hold him back? We I don't to, think so. We get to cook with George Brett in a couple of weeks again. We get to, He's speaking for one of the events here locally.
1: How excited – I mean, how awesome of a man is he? Yeah, he's a one-of-a-kind – like, I obviously don't know him as well as you know him, but the the time that I've spent with him – it's unbelievable time. He is literally, but he's like that quintessential baseball player. You know what I mean? Like he's just just a salt of the earth. You know, back when baseball was baseball, and you know, you think about like Bull Durham and movies like that, where you know, if you don't know a, a, a guy like George, that's that's who they are. You know that the what's the uh, you know not stepping on the on the what's the word for not stepping on the line all the what do you
0: mean stepping on the line you
1: know like n- the stereotypes not the word it starts with an s uh what like they won't step on the on the foul line when they walk out they won't you know oh st- superstitions superstitions yeah you know yeah. all the superstitions i wasn't following right you for a all the athleticism all that old school baseball that's still George to this day you know and he still even just when you hear him talk about like playing golf which is what he does now he still does it like intensely like he wants to be a freaking unbelievable golfer just like he was an unbelievable baseball player and he and i'm sure he is a great golfer but then he's like one of the funniest guys i've ever hung out with just down to earth just being himself just i love he's just him.
0: a stud he treats us so well oh yeah uh, there's players like that today i think charlie blackman's one i really think that there's badass players out there but i don't know and this is probably going to sound kind of weird but I don't know if I if I was a kid if I would get hooked on sports stars like I did back in the day because it was so much more intimate to me man it took everything to go see a game now you can get content anywhere i mean you type in George Brett and shit my pants story right on youtube boom 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 yep. you used to have to research that shit oh yeah you you can watch any game at any given time on any cable network now you can find the highlights right away on any freaking internet deal you need app or whatever Baseball cards are pretty much non-existent now, which I used to go to baseball card shows and hotel lobbies and walk around looking for a specific card. I think they're kind of coming back, dude. I hope so. They are. But, dude, I'm telling you, like, I think it's hard to become attached to sports stars now. Like, there ain't no way I'm getting attached to LeBron James. I don't respect the dude one bit. No. Because you know why? George Brett was never political. Michael Jordan was never political. Shut up and sing, and shut up and play. Yeah, it's not your it's not your job to tell me what I'm supposed to believe in. And that's what I love about George is that he's like, I was I gave my all every single day on the field. Like I was a go getter every day. I'm all out. He went all out whether it was sliding on a double or a triple, taking out the catcher, diving for a ball at third base, yep. hitting bombs, hitting with no batting gloves. I mean, the guy was an absolute machine. And I I wonder if it's harder now. Like, my daughter is 10, and she's not into one sports person. Not one. Now, I'm not saying that that's the the normal, because there are kids way more competitive than Alyssa, and there's kids out there that are involved in way more sports. Chase wears, I think, a, a Golden State Warriors basketball jersey for Curry once in a while. Now, I don't know how much he's into Curry, though. He might know who S- Stephon Curry is, but when I was 10, getting into my 12s and my teen, young teenage years, bro, I was... And maybe my personality was different, but you can go out here and look at my Bo Jackson poster collection and it'll blow your mind, like literally blow your mind. Yeah. So do people really get attached to sports stars like we did back when we were coming up? I don't think so.
1: Well, I think they get hooked on their merchandise and stuff. It's become too much of a business. You know what I mean? I think. And I think that's what I'm not saying. Those dudes aren't aren't studs. But it's kind of like the Roger Dorn thing, right? When you're making 150, I'm not taking one of those. You know, I took one of those in the eye, almost lost my vision. You know, they, they don't want to get hurt. They got a $150 million contract. You you don't see that hustle that you see in those older. I don't think you do. But also, we didn't need to know, like you just said, we didn't need to know about their life off the field. You know what I mean? You never You never heard about anyone's political no. views or there was no know, phones being who their girlfriend the was or any of that or George bullshit. Brett
0: going to have a beer with Wade Boggs in no. the lobby when he was done playing at Fenway like we didn't know any of that shit no none of it there you, was no like what do you could the paparazzi there was not, no dude people are so nuts to know every little intimate detail about our heroes now it's like dude they're just people
1: that's what all you saw them was in that hero light right yeah, you so saw them on the field yeah. you know batting practice hitting hitting bombs And then the game, and and if they played freaking great, you know, and you know, you just you were even more in love with them. If they had a bad game, you felt bad for them, you know. But all you knew was that hero light when they were playing. There, like you said, you didn't see them afterwards, you know. And they didn't sell tennis shoes off, you know, some other site. It's, I just heard a guy talking today about the UFC, and you know, the UFC's got a different kind of, you know, I guess hierarchy or. You know, whatever you want to call it, where professional athletes now, each of them is their own brand, and I'm not saying that they didn't think that way back in the day, but I think that team mentality and winning was just more it was more upfront with those guys like George Brett. He hustled that hard because he wanted to win, you know he wanted he, he didn't want to maybe he wanted to make some extra money, but but I don't think that was his driving force. Nolan Ryan, you know there, there wasn't the money in it though
0: right. I think, George, there's stories out there of like when Ricky Henderson signed his first million-dollar deal. I'll tell you in a minute. But go ahead, Nolan Ryan.
1: You know, Nolan Ryan got hit in the face with that ball and continued to pitch the whole game, you know, spitting and blood and – you know, and the beat old the shit out
0: of Robin Ventura when he tried to charge the mound. Yeah.
1: all oh, the best. Th- those aren't for, you know, that's not for money. That's not for, dude, that's for winning. That's for the competitiveness of playing baseball. You know what Huge. I mean? He could Huge. easily say, I-, I can't pitch anymore. Just got hit in the face with a fastball. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't take the money, but today's game has sure. changed.
0: It's different. All of them have. Uh, dude, I used to die to watch Larry Bird play against Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson and Bill Ambeer mm-hmm. and John Stott. I-, I could care less if I ever saw one play in the NBA again.
1: I I mean that I don't watch one bit
0: of it. I've grown out of it because they didn't keep my interest because it got too bullshitty NFL I don't watch I barely ever watched the NFL now look I know they're badasses and I know they're talented and I know that Tom Brady is a stud but there was something different about Walter Payton Mm -hmm. and Emmitt Smith and Dwight Clark and Jerry Rice like there was just something different about their attitudes and their personalities it was because they were so untouchable to me Because you could not go on and find out Jerry Rice is on Dances with the Stars. That stuff wasn't happening back then. You it's, go on Instagram
1: it, I, and see what they ate for breakfast. And yeah, I just don't know. Yeah,
0: you follow them on Instagram. You're like, oh, my God, you're, you're at Target today? Like, I don't want to know that. Right. I don't want to know that. You're Jerry Rice. You don't right. go to Target. You don't go. To, you should be on a private plane and getting ready to run. <laughs> yeah, getting ready to catch a Montana pass and a Steve Young pass. But I don't know. Maybe there's not really an argument in that. I don't know if somebody could come in here and be like, oh, you're full of shit building in Crosby. The, the, the merchandise sales are up millions. I'm like, yeah, because every team store is through the roof with every knickknack that you're trying to get people to buy it's ridiculous mm-hmm. you could go into the do- i went to the dodgers team store one night after i went down there to see walker and i was like do they got to be doing millions in merchandise sales a night i mean their jerseys were flying out there i get it yeah but i don't know if it's still that intimacy with that player i don't think so it's i and here's the deal back when i had intimacy with bo jackson and george brett Or does that? Did that sound right? I had intimacy. That did not sound right. That did not sound right. Back when I was (laughs) intimate about learning about play, I don't know what I was trying to say. But back when I was falling in love with players, that didn't sound right either. either. Back when I was a big sports fan, still am. But back when I was like addicted to these guys, I didn't have their jerseys. I didn't want their jersey. I didn't give a shit. I I had a poster in my room, and I didn't need all of that. It's weird. I don't know if the mentality has changed. Like I'm not a big, I'd never got into like, Oh my God, I got to have his Jersey. Never, never wanted Bo Jackson's name on me. No. I wasn't Bo Jackson. Right. I've never been that guy. So Buy like team hat, I know. had a hat, maybe Yeah. I had a hat, but I, I was intimate with these guys in a way of like, I had a base, I got a baseball card collection that would blow your mind. But again, that might just be because of my type a personality. But there was still
1: have the baseball card.
0: Oh, dude, come into the house after this. You know, it's
1: worth tons of money now.
0: No, yes, dude. I have like 30 upper deck Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards, dude.
1: Okay, you keep talking.
0: There's another Ken Griffey Jr. No, they're not, dude. I have Crosby. Look at me. I have a folder this thick. Of every Bo Jackson card made, with five to six of each of his '86 Donruss card, his '87 Tops rookie card, his '86 Donruss Future Stars, all of his upper deck, all of his hey, all of his Smokey the the smoky, the Bear Wildlife Fire Bo Jackson cards that he did when he was with the royal with when he was with the Raiders. I have his Fleer card when he's got the shoulder pads on
1: oh, holding yeah. the bat. That's I got like one. thirty of those. You want to know what? This 1989 Ken Griffey upper deck card is going for, if it's a Jim Mint 10 card. How much? $4,535. There's no, I got like 10, I got like 30 of
0: them. I'm just, tell, dude, Jerry back. Curls and everything. Would look you, up an 84 Donris Don Mattingly
1: rookie card. Dude, this signed Ken Griffey card is 13500 I don't have any signs. When we talked about cards and being back, what do you want me to look up? 84 Donris
0: Don Mattingly rookie card. Is it 84 or 86? I think it's 84. Yeah, it's 84. When he's with the Yankees.
1: 84, Donruss.
0: D-O-N-R-U-S-S, Donruss.
1: That one don't touch the King Griffey. How much is it worth? The signed one's 1200 Uh 10 is uh, 8. Oh, there is one here for $15,000. Something must be wrong with it or something. It's either an error. Okay, here's one. For Jim meant ten is fifteen thousand. Fifteen That's a grand. I
0: got like four of those. Okay, wow. here's one for you to check. Eighty-eight Fleer. You got that in there? Yep. F L E E R. Eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. Fleer. Billy Ripkin. F face card. F u c k face card. This was the one that his teammates played the prank on him and wrote F-Face, but the full word on the knob of his bat. And he was doing his baseball card like this. And it says it just... And the photographer was in on it. And he's like, no, turn it like this a little bit. And oh, you can, nuh-uh. And you can read it clear as day. It came out in all the packs in 88. When they would sell the whole set, I bought like 10 whole sets that year. I have several of those cards
1: in mint condition.
0: Is it not coming up?
1: Uh, no. it. Uh, the, I don't think any of them are for sale. I see... The F-Face story behind Billy Ripken's legendary Fleer baseball card. There's no value on those? It doesn't show the—it doesn't show the—I wanted to see a picture of it. I remember it, but I don't remember. Oh, dude,
0: I'll, send it, I'll show it to you after this deal. I got it in the house. Several of them. Several of them.
1: There's none for sale because they're, they're either rare or something. I would never sell them. Oh, yeah, they stopped production on them after he caught on to it. I don't know if there was
0: lawsuits or what, but I have it in the house. Wow. In a hard case,
1: all the other ones you had me look up. They had Google, you know. Let me see if I look at it. A look it up, way. Bo
0: Jackson. Look up both Bo Jackson, eighty-eight Fleer, Bo Jackson, shoulder pads
1: with baseball bat. There's one for sale. It's a thousand bucks. Billy Ripkin. Yeah, that, that seems cheap. There's That's a hard card to get. There's like none of them. Wow, what was the other one? 88 Fleer,
0: Bo Jackson, shoulder pads, and baseball bat. Remember the black and white
1: one? Oh, yeah. I had that poster. I still do. Was it maybe not a Fleer card?
0: Oh, maybe it was Donner? No. Bo Jackson. Let me try it a different one. Bo Jackson with shoulder pads and bat. Oh, it's score! Holy smokes, eight hundred and fifty-seven ninety-nine! Wow, that can't be right. I'm gonna... shopping.
1: Oh yeah, there's there's one eight hundred bucks. Two grand a
0: piece, dude. I have at least, hey, I have at least forty of these. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, you got big money, dude. Eight
0: hundred to two grand a piece. Oh my gosh!
1: Did dude. you did you did you touch them and stuff when you were a kid, or are they all in good condition? What
0: did, What do you mean by that?
1: Well, you were intimate with them, dude.
0: Barry Bonds. I have this card right. Oh, this is signed. Twenty seven grand. Which no, card? Not signed. That what says "Say no to drugs." Barry Bonds wrote that on there. Oh my gosh! I have so many of these, dude.
1: When you look at like a. Uh,
0: I have all, I got tons of Barry Bonds rookie cards.
1: Mike Trout rookie card, 37,000. Is it really? It's back, dude.
0: Dude, I'm getting into it. When we get
1: out of here, wait till you You see my. But it's hard to get into because they're all gone. You can't. Wait
0: till you see my Bo Jackson card collection. You keep it in the house? I dare somebody come in here and try to take it after you hear this. I dare you. You keep it in the house? (laughs) You don't know where I'm going to keep it. I keep it in safes.
1: Yeah, but you keep it. I keep it an underground. You keep it in a place that you look. Yeah. You you frequent it from time to time. It's not even on
0: this property. You gotta drive two parcels, two acres over.
1: Go through the secret tunnel?
0: There's not a tunnel, it's a gate. (laughs) If you want some. But dude, I'm telling you, like, there was such a I don't know if kids are grabbing on to athletes like that. Maybe they are. I don't I just don't know how you could. Like, I just there's so much bullshit that comes with it
1: now, man. There's some good ones you could find. Like you said, Charlie. You know, that I think you could get behind a Buster Posey. You know, remember uh, who was the beard 10 years ago on the Giants? Remember the dude that grew that long black beard when they were in the racing for the World Series and they didn't, none of them shaved? Barry Zito? No. He, uh Anyway, you know, there, I think there's some whole, like, wholesome Oh, I know dudes. that
0: guy, the closer that had the dark, yeah, he used that, he to died, do the
1: X. that he died. Yeah, yeah, you, you, could, his you can get behind those guys, you know, some of those guys. I don't more think More wholesome so. guys. I don't know. I'm not saying you couldn't. I'm but, just saying, yeah, like, not do like they,
0: it was. Do they, I don't know, maybe there are some psycho kids out there like I was that are collecting every, and Buster's a stud. I love that dude, but. I don't know if it's the same, man. Well, because it's too—it's too too easy to get. It's too easy to go on and see a picture of them. You used to have to go get a Sports Illustrated or a Beckett baseball card monthly to see that,
1: or a baseball card, or go get
0: a newspaper where you actually had to read the clippings and like the the line art or the the line items of each score. You know, score the what am I trying to say? Stat the score box, the box scores, score box, box scores, whatever the. Um, there's just it's too easy now.
1: Clint's Clint's son would be a, a. a groupie type kid, if they were out there, and he's not. I don't. Think, I don't believe. I don't think. I don't think Clint or Chase is into Chance, Chance. is into any of it. There's too many C's
0: in our. Family. I know what, what's wrong with these. My guys. mom and dad. What was wrong with us? Weirdos. Um, I was gonna name Alyssa a C name and Melanie's like, uh, right that's on. enough. <laughs> we're done with the C train. This is enough. Done with the C train. But I don't know. People can write in and let us know what they think. But I don't.
1: Would you argue that all this information's kind of ruined some things? that we held here it's, it's, it's
0: absolutely in ruined Life. nostalgia authenticity mm-hmm. legitimacy i just i just don't want to know i i i love the idea that i would go to a baseball game not knowing what to like now you can go on viral and watch everything up to like the, the entire game from the, you had to be there to watch batting practice. And now you can turn on anything and see every interview and every intimate detail of what's going on in the game. It's where it's like, it's not even There's not even any like uh, anticipation anymore because you're like, dude, I just saw that happen last week. Like why, why I just saw like, here, here's a great point. Here's a great point. I'm a huge guns and roses groupie. That's going to be a soundbite fan. Dude, I don't even care to see him because you can literally go on their 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 Instagram stories and watch soundcheck. And then every freaking... And I'm not going to sit there and go, well, there's something different about the energy. I know this. But dude... Back in the day, you didn't know what happened in Sacramento the night before I came to Reno. I did because I was in Sacramento and saw somebody throw that bottle of piss at Duff and hit him in the head and had the big bandage the next night in Reno. I just got in an argument with my trainer the other day about that Axel walked off the stage in Reno the next night too right before Paradise City because somebody let off fireworks, firecrackers on the floor of the audience. But I didn't – If there wasn't like internet going, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I got to see Soundcheck last night. It's the same exact thing tonight. This is the lamest shit ever. It's too easy now. I know. You see the whole concert. Like, why would I want to go see a concert right now when you can just watch it from their concert the night before?
1: Yeah.
0: Remember, it used to be like MTV would have a special and be like Guns N' Roses live from Paris. That was the only time. Every you to once see, in a while. That was Not the only very time, much. Once every 10 years. You get to see some video of Rock and Rio, but you had to watch MTV News to get it. Right now, it's like, da, 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 da. oh my god, I, I'm i watching a full GNR concert from last night in Anaheim, California. The first song is "It's So Easy." They ended with this, with my Michelle in the middle.
1: It's like, dude, you can watch the whole thing. Yep. There's no anticipation anymore. Same with I was just thinking when you were talking, you know, we when we would go to a Giants game, you live to go to the sports store and get that mini bat or whatever. You know, my parents weren't buying us jerseys and stuff, but. You could go order that on Amazon right now. Like you don't, you don't have to go to the sports store anymore. No, you, but you,
0: you can just get ordered from Amazon and have a guy delivered to you outside the stadium the next day. Right. It's lame. There's no authenticity, dude. Yeah. There's no authenticity. That's why I love seeing the authentic part of baseball. I love seeing, I don't care. Like Bryce Harper gets a bad rap, but I've seen him sign a lot of autographs. I love when players come out and treat kids the way that they should be treated. And they should. Yeah. And it sucks that you see these autograph hounds that sell it on eBay and shit. You're trying to get in there, but you can pick those guys apart. Yeah. They're idiots. D- basement dwellers. Right.
1: <laughs> Changing their hats and shirts and stuff. Get multiple autographs. I saw
0: George light one up in Kansas City when he was doing a signing for me. Recognized oh. him more than once. Came through twice. Mm. Cut in line. Had another guy waiting for him. The line was 1,200 people deep. They had to break it up into like gave people numbers and said, hey, come back at this time. Do the guy's like. We started this with George Brett, but he did a signing for me at Cabela's in Kansas City with Luke Shaver. dude. It was so awesome seeing the stuff come through there.
1: What he was signing, people brought. You're saying, yeah,
0: old school sports oh, illustrates and old school things. Like I have, I have some badass George Brett shit too. But man, I I don't. It's not hoarding. It's like I'm into that nostalgia part of it. Like I want to, I, I want to like have a museum someday of what my life was. I wish I would have kept more. Yeah. I really do. I wish I would have kept every freaking poster I ever had as a kid. Not that I have them right now, but someday I want this big ass walkthrough place of like, oh my God, that's that's Christy Thomas from The Fall Guy. Or I mean, Heather Thomas from The Fall Guy. That's Christy Brinkley from Vacation. I had all that. I yeah. had all that. All of that stuff growing up when it was like, like I had these Supermodel posters. and Then I had movie posters. You see a lot of my movie posters out mm. here still. I had a, a lot of that stuff when I was... Hooked on that kind of shit of nostalgia.
1: Remember going to Spencer's and flipping through the poster I, rack? I bought so
0: much stuff at Spencer's. Dude. And Marabelli's in Park Lane. Oh, yeah. I'd go straight to their cassette, man, all the time and get cassettes.
1: Yep. I and wish then, I had all it, my cassettes. Then the poster thing, dude, and shuffle through because, you know, sometimes they'd get a new one or all the time they'd get new ones. But, yeah, that was oh, the best. Dude, when I'd see Motley Crue or GNR on there or D.O., I'd
0: get the Last in Line or the Holy Diver, Rainbow in the Dark poster, and I'd have it up. I just wish I would it would be so cool to have it all. I know. and put it back up someday because that's your life. And I I'm not saying that, that things don't there. change. You know, like Alyssa does schoolwork. All I don't, I don't keep every freaking picture she draws. My mom and dad didn't either, but I'm keeping the ones that I know that I want to have down the road. If I kept every one, dude, I wouldn't have a house. Right. It would look like an episode of Hoarders. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is an argument here that kids are into, but I don't know any. I don't know. Like Jim Ray's son is a stud baseball player, loves basketball. You don't go over there and see him like, Dude, look at all these baseball cards I just got. Yeah. Look at this new Sports Illustrated. Like, dude, I used to live to g- see Mike Tyson, Kid Dynamite. On so I, st- I got those too. Still from my childhood.
1: Those be Kid Dynamite money.
0: with Michael Spinks going through the ropes, and it says ninety-one seconds on it. I got the Kid Dynamite cover. I got the convicted cover, guilty with Mike Tyson in handcuffs. Really, I got them all.
1: Gotta, got has got to be worse. Than but day. I want to be able to. I want to be able to sh- put them up on a wall and showcase them someday. Yeah, that's the problem. Is you. If you save that stuff, how do you showcase it? Yeah, how which you you, you got a cool, you got some cool stuff hung up now, but I'm sure you got more. Obviously, you got an extensive baseball collection, baseball card collection. Well, if I showed it all, to
0: you it would take like maybe three three to four weeks, maybe five weeks to see all my cards. But I have like a box that's like, and it doesn't have all my good stuff in there, but it's got the gems. It's got so many gems in it, and just like like ones of like Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey together, at like the all-star game when he was with Pittsburgh or San Francisco and he was with Seattle and just my favorite players. I think Barry Bonds is the best hit. He's absolutely the best hitter of all time in the game of baseball. Yeah. You can't argue that no matter what the asterisk or whatever, the dude saw one pitch a game and hit it into the water. Yeah. The guy was an absolute machine. Um, best hitter of all time in the game, in my opinion. Not that Trout might not catch him, but Barry Bonds, dude. Intentional walks and walks and the shit he had to deal with. Nobody pitched to him. Nobody would pitch to him. He was such a
1: stud. God, he was good. I saw him hit 756 at the game. You were at the game? Got the pin. How sick was that? Oh, so great.
0: What do you all think? Are we still into our sports heroes like we were at one time when it's so easy to find out every single thing about them? Everything. There's so much to see. You used to have to watch TV just to see a Nike commercial with Bo Jackson on it. Now it's like, oh, really? I mean, LeBron was doing this this morning, and LeBron's updating us on his breakfast, and oh, he's doing. It's like so. It's just too much. This social media has taking has taken the authenticity out of our lives, in my opinion. So sports heroes were important to me at one time. They were, and I still hold Bo and George Brett and Will Clark and Barry Bonds and and Ricky Henderson, who we talked about on the last podcast. We just hunted with. Those were the days, man. Those were the days of sports,
1: in my opinion. You they might be Michael bigger, Jordan faster, once. stronger, than, huh? Hey, you haven't mentioned Michael Jordan once, or well, Jordan I mean, fan? he's like
0: on. He's on the level of the the. I mean, he even said it, dude. <laughs> I mean, white people buy shoes, too, or, you know, like, he he ain't going to be racist. No, he said Republicans buy shoes, too. Right. Like, he wasn't going to be political. Right. Right? He wasn't. It wasn't about that. It wasn't like, get on your soapbox and preach. Like, just shut up and shoot the ball.
1: Yeah. Dunk. Don't say
0: things that you have no background or no evidence of or no education of. Just shut up and play. That's what we're here for. Yeah. You're a good basketball player. I don't go to a comedy show to watch Amy Schumer tell me that out, guns need to be outlawed. Just shut up and make me laugh.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Robert De Niro, shut up and be in The Taxi Driver and freaking Cape Fear and Godfather 2 and all the other great Meet movies you've foggers. been in. But don't tell me that you hate our president. I don't care. I don't care. Just, like Brent Cobb says, shut up and sing. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you're on I don't care you have this box that you can get up there and be like I support this like Cardi B got up and supported freaking Joe Biden. Really? People are going to believe what she says. She's a stripper turned freaking rapper. Like, I'm not taking anything away from her talent, but you're going to tell me that she has the basis to tell me who we should vote for.
1: And, Honestly, and, you're going to tell me that? And then and then they and then they canceled her anyway cuz she wasn't for the vaccine. You saw that, didn't you? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. She 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 put a tweet out a few months ago that she was hesitant about getting the covid vaccine because something happened to one of her cousins and the whole liberal friggin movement canceled Canceled. her they hate her imagine that
0: yeah we're going to end it on that because i don't want to go down that rabbit hole i love you george brett number five three three batting titles in three different decades will never be done again in my opinion he won it in the 70s the 80s and the 90s he almost hit 400 to tie ted williams record in 1980 the story behind that's pretty badass. He's a great storyteller. But he almost hit 400. He hit 391 that year.
1: Is his storytelling What makes that shit my pants story so good? Oh Cuz that is a lot of it. Do you think he'll do, it? Do, you th- do you
0: think he'll do it when we see him in a couple weeks?
1: Will he tell that story? There's no way. He won't to the crowd, but I think he might to us with us or at least chat about it a little bit. That first night he's here, we're going to cook for him. We're
0: going to do american almond beef steak bites meatballs and we're going to do these badass wings it's just finger foods for this vip experience with george brett and then the next night is his speech and we're going to be at
1: a table there it's going to be a good two nights do you think he'll come out and have a cold one with us of course what's your bat say jeans black bucks no socks
0: (laughs) He signed a bat for Alex. Jeans, black bucks, no socks. You got to go look that story up. Just type that into your search engine and see what comes up. I believe it'll come up. Jeans, black bucks, no socks. Bucks are the shoe, right? Yeah. name of the shoe. Chad and Alex breaking it down. This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast. Thank you all so much for the downloads, the subscriptions, the support. Thank you for supporting the partners and sponsors that continuously and consistently support us. Take us out of here. We're talking baseball. Let's go out with Wild Thing with Ricky Vaughn walking out. Of the bullpen. I think it's George Thrillgood. Is it Wild Thing? I don't think it is. Look it up, Jake Parker. Please take us out with Wild Thing. Thank you all for listening to the
1: podcast.